Fellowship Podcast. On this episode, I got my good friend, Pastor Cheeto Rosado. We had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, my neighbor tried to come in a couple times, so you might hear a weird little glitch. But aside from that, we had an awesome time. I hope you enjoy it and are blessed by it. Hey, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh. In studio, uh, when I say studio, that's uh, my garage basement. That's right. Uh, that's right. With my man, Pastor Alfredo, quotes in the air, Cheeto Rosado, <laughs> and uh, man, uh, introduce yourself to the folks for those who might not know you. Yeah, yeah. My name is uh, well, almost everyone that knows me knows me as Cheeto. So Pastor Cheeto, um, and yeah, um, born and raised in South Sacramento. Um, been in church my entire life, uh, been in ministry since I was 17 years old and now I'm going on 39. So it's been a, it's been a good, long, uh, pretty cool journey. Um, married to Norma and I have a cool son. He's going to turn six this year. His name Caleb. He's still cool. pretty cool. And, um, and yeah, man, um, I put a picture up yesterday because um, it was Valentine's Day, and I put a picture of us when we were dating, and um, and my wife was like, "That's a cool picture, but I like that now I'm more fuller and not with muscle, but with meat." Because I was very bony. Yeah. Now I'm not as bony no more as I used to be, but but that's who I am. And um, and right now I'm currently um, working for a state prison. I'm at a prison, um, the the Protestant chaplain. That's what my title is. So I'm like the pastor. I'm at Mule Creek. Uh, the creek they call it and um, so I've been there for going on two years now um, and I've seen a lot man seen the <laughs> I've seen good and uh, I've seen bad and I've seen ugly but you know I tell the prisoners all the time that it's it's interesting that in the, in the most darkest place the, the light shines the brightest yeah and in, in prison it is very dark so the believers in there not me but the believers along with me uh, they let their light shine and that's what that's what shows us, like, wow, man, there is hope, even yeah. though it's dark. Um, but it's beautiful. Um, I like it, and um, I think you got to be somebody very special to be called to, to prison ministry because um, it's really got to be called. Yeah. So it's like two things, you know. I remember Pastor Sergio would always say, either we're called or we're crazy, yeah. and I think I'm both. I'm crazy and I'm called. So, so uh, we've been doing that for for about two years, and my wife is also involved with that. She 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 kicks it with me in there and. 
Um, you know, I get a little nervous with her coming, but she has no fear. And when it's a God thing, you know, we have nothing to fear. But uh, other than that, man, we've been good. And, and that's who I am right now. Well, for now. <laughs> uh, for now. Uh, until the Lord changes something up. Yep. Right. Uh, but uh, thanks again for just being on. And uh, yeah, yeah. appreciate you, man. Now, this is cool. I like this. Yeah. Uh, so I've known Pastor Cheeto since <clears throat> I was, uh, let's say, negative one or two. Um <laughs> That's yeah, right. Pretty much my entire life, my uh, he knew my parents uh, when my parents were still dating, and my dad went out yeah. to the military and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then my dad came back from the military, and there I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I remember. But uh, so yeah, we've known each other for for a long old time, and it's been an awesome journey. Uh, Pastor Cheeto was uh, one of the one of the youth uh, when I was a kid. Um, one of the teen leaders, adult leaders, mm-hmm. uh, for a season, and then eventually ended up being my youth pastor for a season yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and then even, uh, after that, uh, transition, uh, when I came, uh, became a part of the church that I'm a part of, he was an associate pastor over me, mm-hmm. uh, for a season. And, uh, we've done some discipleship together, yeah. uh, helped some guys through discipleship. And uh, we, we just have a really cool relationship, man. I'm, I'm excited that you're here and be able to share and, uh, and talk to the, to the folks and really encourage some people. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, when you told me about this, I was like, what? You know, I was excited. I am excited because um, we're talking earlier. Like I listen, we listen to a lot of podcasts and it's kind of cool that, you know, I get to be part of a podcast, you know, and it's kind of cool that it's coming from you, you know, <laughs> and this is a cool, a cool, a cool spot here and it's a. Uh, it, it's it's exciting to to be able to have this on record. Come on now, right? It's cool. Um, <clears throat> one of my friends that I had in here, he said, uh, he's like, dude, I don't know if you know this, but it's literally been a dream of mine to be on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. You're opening up, making dreams come true. And uh, a couple of the guests that I've had, it's been cool to, talking to them afterwards. They're like, <clears throat> man, this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I want to do one on my own. <laughs> There you yeah, go. So, this is tight. Uh, I like this. So it's a lot of fun, man. I'm glad mm-hmm. you're here. Um, so I know for me, I've shared this before on the other episodes, and I kind of start off with this. Um, when I really, uh, so, and, and it's funny because if anyone has really seen it, you're probably one of the people who have seen it in my life because you've been mm-hmm. around me all my life. Right. Um, but there was a season of junior high, high uh, not junior high, but um, uh, uh, my junior year of high school. In my senior year of high school, where I just did everything that I could to rebel against God mm. um, and turn away. And when I, shortly after high school, when I rededicated my life to the Lord, um, finding friendships, because we had left the church that we were uh, grew up in, um, finding new relationships in this mm. new church was really hard. Um, so I ended up still clinging to the friendships that I have that weren't saved. Mm-hmm. And I ended up um, stumbling and falling <clears throat> down try- when I was trying to get my, my stuff together. Um, and it was really hard transitioning to... Uh, it's weird because although I knew of God my whole life, I didn't have that personal relationship um, or I separated a personal relationship for so long that it was almost like starting new again. Uh, when I got saved. So 
it was really difficult transitioning from the world that I came from, um, the background that I came from, into this new walk with Christ. And not just a new walk, but a new environment for me, um, a new group of people. Uh, it was really hard for me to find my group um, of people. So much so that, like I said, I, I cling to some of my old friends and ended up backsliding a few times. Um, and it wasn't until after I made those mistakes that I kind of realized, like, man, I have to separate from all these folks. Right. Uh at least for a season so I can get my stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up for you, uh, what, what was that like for you when you uh, really kind of came to Christ on your own? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like for me, I was, I was born and raised in the church. Like literally my mom, I heard was uh, about to give birth and she's like, we're not leaving until the church service is over. <laughs> pastor was making like 10 altar calls come on now but anyways i i grew up in the church and and the people that i saw every sunday every wednesday every tuesday because we went to church every day right um what kind of the people i grew up with also in school some of them but i always for me i, I don't know it, the people in school i was around them and i felt like we were in the same page as far as like i didn't feel like I needed to be perfect around them. Mm. So even though my friends weren't saved uh, in, in, in high school, I mean, in elementary, junior high, and even high school, um, I felt comfortable around them because they were from my neighborhood. And um, But as we got older, we made different decisions, and they made decisions to get deep in, in a lot of street stuff. And, and I had to make a decision, uh, even though there were cool people around me, but when I would associate around them, other people thought, that I was doing what they did. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that at the time. My mom would tell me, my dad would tell me, but I thought they just wanted me to have Christian friends. And and I'm not going to lie, like when I was a teenager, I thought a lot of the Christian friends of mine were, they weren't as cool yeah. as my friends from school. Yeah. You know, um, and, and but, but when I needed people to be there for me, it wasn't really my guys from high school. It was my friends from church. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the friends from church that I grew up as a young kid, um, for many of them, I'm still in contact with them because we shared, we've shared blood, sweat, and tears. We we have the same memories of um, of seeing hermanas going up there and singing and and making a fool out of themselves. You know, um, this is a little side note. My wife and I have been really blessed by that uh, Instagram uh, church laugh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, man, if if we had something like that growing up, we would have a so many followers because man, we've seen some funny stuff. But but I think for me, it, it came a point where like, okay, my friends from school got my back if something negative is about to happen. Mm-hmm. I know they'll protect me if I get into a scuffle with someone. But but what if I need help with something like issues with my family or if I'm struggling with my mind or with thoughts? How are they going to help me? Yeah, you know, I remember when they would get upset uh, when I was probably, you know, talking to some girl and I was upset because she didn't want to talk to me no more. And they're like, I forget her, man. There's other girl, <laughs> there's other fish in the sea, right? But the people from the church were more like, and hey, let's pray, right? Let's, yeah. let's, let's encourage. I'm never going to forget when I was uh, 17, um, I was, it was in 1997, we went to San Jose for a youth convention. And this was before they had all the different... Uh, uh, youth, it was just one. It was Plaid Pacific Latin American District. We mm-hmm. went to San Jose, and we're going to forget this. And I went because one of the girls was 
was I guess she she um, got sick or something, and I took her place. So mm. I didn't pay. You know, they paid for me, and my mom forced me to go. And and I said, all right, fine. In my mind, I'm thinking I'm not gonna go to receive a blessing. I'm gonna go see if I can get some phone numbers <laughs> or maybe some pager numbers. Come on now. But um, it, it, when I went to the front and I really re- rededicated my life to the Lord, uh, the first night, the people that were behind me praying for me weren't my high school friends. It was it was the church friends, mm-hmm. the ones that I thought were kind of weird and not cool. But they were the ones that were praying for me and encouraging me. And, and I just was, man, like I need to really realize I need people in my life that are going to help me move forward, not bring me down. Um, to this day, there's about a couple of my high school friends that I'm still in contact with. Um, and and, and when we talk, you know, they chose their life. I chose mine. And. And they know what I do. I know what they do. And we yeah. still have contact. Our kids are almost the same age. And um, But but realizing that even though the church kids didn't seem cool, but I didn't know them. Yeah. I just knew them because they were hermano and hermanas kids, <laughs> you know. And um, But but it's, it's been a blessing to me. Not a lot of people can relate to this, but it was a blessing for me. And maybe for you too, Chris, that you know we grew up in the church because... Yeah. Even though maybe we were making our own decisions as teenagers, but our parents still took us, prayed for us, and they're like, "Hey, one day you're gonna decide." Yeah, I'm not gonna let nobody. Uh, uh, uh. I have a quick story. Um, I had a good friend, and I haven't heard of him. His name was Alex. I went to school from junior high to high school, and he was really involved in gangs. His dad was a gang member, and I really looked up to this guy. A lot of girls liked him. I was like, "This guy's a cool guy." <laughs> and he would walk with me home when we were in junior high and even high school. Sometimes when I wouldn't get a ride. And and there was times when we would get into altercations with others because of his neighborhood, what he claimed. And and I'm like, this is not normal. But he was very cool with me. But one thing is when we would walk, I would offer him some water when we got to my house. And my mom would let me give him water, but she wouldn't let him come in. Mm. And I always thought that was weird because I'm like, mom, that's kind of rude. But the thing is, she knew that, hey, this guy doesn't love God. Yeah. This guy is a bad influence on my son. I'll give you water, bro, but you're not welcome in my home. And it was like that with a lot of my friends. And I thank God that my mom was like that because, um, you know, she was really, really influential in that area where she's like, hey, man, if they're not in love with God and I don't know their parents, then they don't belong in this house. Yeah. And they don't belong in your life. And I'm like, come on, mom, you're being too much. <laughs> but now that I have a, a son, I'm, I feel the same way right. when he gets older. You're so like, I don't um, like that other kindergarten you're hanging out with. That's right, man. <laughs> he has a PJ Masks backpack. You have a Batman backpack. That's not right. No, I'm just playing. It's not like that. That's the vision, mijo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, you know, growing up, it was always like, you know, it's funny because I'm thinking back right now. Some of my church friends that were in high school with me, yeah, they would tell my parents, like, hey, Cheetos hanging out with so-and-so, and they're bad. They're bad. And my mom would always tell me, why are you hanging out with so-and-so? And I'm like, how do you know that? And she would always tell me, man, God, the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. And I'm like, oh, my God. God's God's telling on me. But it, it, it was God, maybe. But it was also so-and-so from the from the third pew behind me. And I'm like, man, these guys are tattletelling on me. But, but I appreciate all that from my mom and from the church. What was funny was uh, my dad was so, I think two things, respected 
and intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he's kind of a big dude. Yeah. Uh, that a lot of the bad kids want to, because there was a short season where I went to school with a lot of kids from church. Um, but for the most part, I grew up in a different neighborhood as most of the kids. Um, but during that short season, none of them would hang out with me and they would tell me because we're afraid of your dad. Come on. <laughs> That's a good thing. Like, I had, there was girls that I wanted to talk to in high school, and they're like, oh, I would call you and I would talk to you, but I don't want Pepito picking up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Hey, man, we're going to go over here and steal a car. Hey, guys, I'm sorry I can't. My, my dad. Oh, you know what? You're good. You're still cool, man. We'll do it without you, right? No, it's more like, hey, we're going to go steal a car, and you're not allowed anywhere near us because <laughs> <laughs> you're your dad. Yeah, but I just want to. I'll be your lookout. No, no, no. You're you're not allowed to be involved. You, you, you know what? That, that's that's funny because my mom was that to me, and towards my friends. Of course, she's not as tall as your dad and as as built as your father, but <laughs> she's about five two. But man, my friends knew her. Yeah. Um, there was a season. Uh, I'm just thinking right now. Memories are just popping up. Where I think I was a freshman or a sophomore, and this is when you know my whole life revolved around high school. Yeah, you know, being being popular and playing sports, everybody knew who I was, yada yada, and I wasn't going to class. So what my mom did was for a whole week, she took a week off of work, and she went with me to every class for a whole week, <laughs> Monday through Friday. So she sat next to me in science, physical science. I remember uh, she was waiting for me in the gym during PE, uh, during lunch. Nobody wanted to sit next to me. It was my mama. Um, in class, someone's asking me for a pencil. She's like, don't talk to him. I'm like, mom. <laughs> and what made it worse was that she was wearing her bathrobe. She was wearing a <laughs> shower cap sometimes. I'm like, mom, you're doing too much. But you know what? I stopped skipping. Right. Because I didn't want her to come back to school. <laughs> <laughs> there were teachers who were like, you're in this class? <laughs> So it, it, it's it's um, I believe you know now that I'm a parent you know and one day you'll be too Chris um, yeah. it's 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 um, very important for us to to not try to be the cool parent all the time like hey man you know you're my boy and I love you and that's great but I also love you so much that I know where you where you're going where you're headed and yeah. I've been there yeah you know I remember. Our old youth pastor, Pastor Chubbs, would always say, you know, when you're coming, I'm going. Like, I've been there already. So listen to what I have to say, because if you keep going this way, trust me, man, you're going to fall straight on your face. And and that's one thing that my mom and my dad, too, but mostly my mom taught us, but she didn't do it in an encouraging way. You know, she didn't know better. She was more like, you better not or else. <laughs> You know, so the same thing. Girls would call the house and she would say, no, he's not here. He's doing his homework. Mom, am I not here or am I doing my homework? <laughs> yeah, choose one. Callate. I'm like, all right, all right. But <laughs> but yeah, and, and then to this day, you know, um, and you know, Chris, we grew up in the same church. Like a lot of the people that were in our church, um, not all of them stayed the course. Yeah. Something happened and... For some, I ask, I'm like, hey, man, how you been? You know, what church are you going to? No, nah, I'm good. Um, I'm straight. And I'm like, all right. And I wonder, like, what happened? Yeah. And for many of them, they're like, man, dude, we weren't allowed to do nothing <laughs> when we were kids. Yeah. We couldn't. We had a, sometimes even there was a season we couldn't even go to the movies. 
Yeah. It was like, whoa, right? It's everything. Diablo. Everything is secular. <laughs> yeah. Everything, right? Music, the movies, going to an A's game. And then now these guys that are gotten older, they're like, now it's my turn to just live my life. I'm like, dude, you're 45. <laughs> like, dude, stay away from the club, settle down, get married, um, move out of your mom's garage. Come on, man. Like, like it's, it's time. And it's unfortunate that a lot of people have been hurt that way. But I really believe for many of them, uh, they disconnected totally from God and the church. Mm-hmm. So the people that were going to church... Um, I'm not saying the church friends are the ones that save you. Christ does. But but the church friends, the community of believers, they help. Yeah. They encourage. Hey, man, I haven't seen you. Hey, don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I just haven't seen you at church. Yeah. I love you, man. Yeah. I think you know? that was one of the hard parts for me um, during that season where I was struggling was that the the people that I hung out with, that mm. I went and did my dirt with, were the people that I went to church with. Mm. They weren't the people I went to school with. I actually didn't even hang out with kids from school that much. I hung out with all church kids who were right. doing the same thing as me. Right. Who were, you That's know, true. playing church or whatever. That's true. Um, so that w- that made it really difficult because uh, it's not like I could have been like, oh, I'm just going to hang out with church folk from now on. Mm. <laughs> like, That's, That's true. almost worse. <laughs> That's true because. You know, that's why, you know, nothing against, you know, my wife and I still deciding when Caleb gets older, is he going to go to a private high school or is yeah. he going to go to a regular? We both went to public schools and we turned out okay. All right. Yeah. So there's hope. But it's funny that a lot of stuff happens in private schools as well. Yeah. Like even Christian schools and not to say all of them, but kids will be kids. Yeah. And I think a lot of times the way, I don't know if it's the family, if it's the church structure uh, to say, hey, it's okay to be fake, and it's not okay. Yeah, like if we're struggling, like let us know. I think you know? a lot of that has to do with our old, um, and I won't even say old, um, but unfortunately, there's a lot in the church. I think, especially back in the day, mm-hmm. but it's still around today, um, where the position was the position of pastor and ministry was yeah. elevated so high that you couldn't be vulnerable and you couldn't be real, so That's you true. had to be fake, and then. You know, you. Uh, I, one of my mentors always told me, "You teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are." Mm, that's good. So, <clears throat> if you're if you're a pastor and you're leading and you can't keep it one hundred, and another thing that uh, my mentors told me is that whatever you do, the people that follow you are you gonna, are going to do twice as much. Mm, that's true. So if you're kind of fake, they're going to be a heck of fake. They're going to be very <laughs> fake. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think it's very it's a challenge because. You know, I I don't know what it is, but for for the most part, I don't know if it's a culture thing, but for for many of us, or maybe it's a lack of a father figure, for many of the fellas that that I've worked with, uh, that I grew up with, that I've mentored or that we've discipled, whether it be in the churches that we've been a part of, for for the most part, a lot of the men can't handle correction. Yeah. Um, even though you, you know you're trying to love on them and say, "Listen, this is a part of the the church culture. It's part of being a Christian. We need to have uh, accountability." Why are you judging me? No, 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 no. I can read your tattoo. I know it says, "Don't judge me," but I'm not judging you. But because I love you, I'm asking you, man. You good? But if you're not, just say you're not. And, and now that I work at the prison, you know these guys, you know they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now there's a few that may be. You know, I don't know, might be innocent, maybe not, but they're there Mm -hmm. and their actions led them there. And 
And I'm like, listen, if there's a place that you can be vulnerable and not fake, let's, let's not be fake in prison. You're already here. You've struggled. You've made a mistake. Now, what's up? How can we yeah. move forward? And I think a lot of times the, these guys that, that we grew up with uh, didn't handle that the right way because there was no either a father figure or they didn't have a, a group of friends, a community yeah. to, to say, hey, man, I want to help you. And I think a lot of times we grew up in these churches and it's unfortunate you know, not the church's fault, but we grew up in some strict, very religious. You know, it's interesting. Uh, there's an individual who he's going to get married soon, and he was part of our youth group. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to to perform the ceremony, and I was honored. I'm like, hey, absolutely. And he kept texting me, oh, but there's one more thing. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Just call me, bro. And we talked, and I'm like, what's wrong? He was very hesitant to tell me who his fiance used to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, dude, you don't have to apologize for her past. Yeah. She's been forgiven. She loves God. You love God. Let's move forward. And I think a lot of times we're, we're like, oh, no, but is God going to bless my, my marriage because she used to do that? And, and we try to be, we try to cover up yeah. because we're used to the strict, oh, since you've, you didn't do this. You can't be part of this team no more. And, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people are wounded that way. And um, I think a lot of people, that's the reason why maybe they don't want to have a group of Christians or a group of believers um, around them. Yeah, that's huge. I think so many people have felt um, either judgment from church folk or um, just are afraid of stories that they've heard of others getting yeah. judged by church folk um, that they don't want to be a part of it. You know, it's, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, again, it's, it's, it's just the way church was before. Yeah. And I think now that we who are older are in ministry, you know, we don't want to do it like that Yeah, because we know what it causes. And I remember when back in the day, it was a huge issue. Somebody, Somebody in the church, you know, uh, made a mistake. You know, a young lady made a mistake and and um, and she got pregnant. I remember this like if it was yesterday. And the rule was she had to go in front of the entire church and she had to tell people, hey, I made a mistake. Yeah. I did this and now I'm pregnant. And her boyfriend was next to her. And oh, my God, how hard yeah. or how horrible does that make you feel? You already feel bad and then you have to go in front of the congregation and we didn't know any better that's how the ministry was back then mm-hmm. so a lot of these people are still wounded from that yeah and we're like man that's crazy and and so they separate mm-hmm. and, and and those people a lot of those people that were in that situation that i'm thinking of right now are not even in church yeah so yeah, one of my um good friends that ha- that happened to, to them um uh, you know, they were one of my partners in crime, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that happened to them where they, you know, had a baby with uh, one of the other girls from church. And uh, they told them, okay, you got to go in front of the whole congregation and apologize. Yeah, it's hard. And it's like, <clears throat> that's not, <laughs> that's not even, it's not even it's biblical. Not, it's not in the scriptures. Yeah, it's no. not biblical. You, you know, for me, like, you know, my wife, she challenges me a lot. I've always struggled with um, reaching out mm-hmm. because I think, like you were saying earlier, Chris, 
at a young age, I, I was 17, and I was elevated, if you will, into a position of a youth leader. So I was 17, 18, 19, and there were people that were, for lack of a better terms, under me, um, that were older than me. Yeah. You know, mid-20s, almost 30. And I'm over here like a young King David. I'm over here, you know, uh, uh, leading. And, and when I was struggling or when I had issues, I couldn't run to those because they were, quote-unquote, under me, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the wrong mentality to have. So who would I run to? If I tell the senior pastor at that time, I was a young man, that I was struggling with something, what's going to happen to my, quote-unquote, position? Mm-hmm. Right? I can't let people know, like you said earlier, that I was weak. And that messed me up yeah. because there's there's so much that can happen when someone's vulnerable, right? There's healing that can take place. And that's where a community of other, and I get it for some pastors, they run, they tell other pastors their, their, their struggle, mm-hmm. that, 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 that their friends. And, but some, some people don't have that community of, of leaders. Uh, they might tell their wife stuff. They might tell their friends from work stuff, but... It's important to have a community. And one thing that my wife always tells me is like, hey, you should, you should call so-and-so. And I'm like, you're right. Let me find out what's going on with him. Mm. And I think for a lot of us, I know for me, a long, for a long time, I dealt with a, what, with the rejection. Mm. You know, um, if, if someone's like, yo, I'm busy, I wouldn't get mad. But I'm like, you know what? I knew it. He's busy. So I, I won't text him again. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, bro, like, when are we going to reschedule? And I'm thinking, no, no, no. You know, and now that I'm getting older, you know, it's it's important to find people and to con- to continue to be around people that are going to encourage and also challenge you. Yeah. Um, people that may be in a season now that I'm married, in a season where maybe I can find people that are close to me that are in ministry, that maybe have children, um, that can understand uh, kind of like the struggles that, that I go through. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, people always say, like the leaders, right? They say you got to find a Paul and even you got to find a Timothy, right? To, so you can mentor and be mentored. Yeah. You know, and, and I think no matter how much education someone has, no matter how many years someone's in ministry, it's important to have people to speak into you. Yeah. And giving them the permission. And some people don't need permission, but giving them the, allowing them to speak truth. And, and, you know, that's one thing that I've learned a lot, you know, from people around me. They're like, man, you need correction. Yeah. Welcome it. You know, sign up for it. We have a shirt and say, give me correction. Because <laughs> we're never we're never going to be that person that God's really calling us to be without the other people around us. Yeah. Community is very important. It is. It's, it's very important. And we can't do it alone. The Lone Rangers and being fake, it's only going to last you for a little bit. Yeah. We need I- to be real. Something I wanted to touch on, because I, I think not just finding a community, but finding the right community yeah, and finding the it. right people. Um, and that's hard to find sometimes even in the it body. Um, and I think I, I was thinking about this uh, last night. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about today. But I think about the others who were um, maybe adult leaders and stuff like that uh, when I was a kid in church who are not in church at all anymore right. um or doing the you know like you were saying 40 year old club hopping stuff mm-hmm. whatnot yeah. um but i look at 
one thing like I think of somebody in particular and you you know won't drop it name drop and bust people out but I think about for me even being younger and not having that same connection with them or really like knowing them um but I remember this person before they had a certain relationship a certain friendship and then seeing it change after a certain friendship and that's a friendship that they made in the in the church but that other person wasn't really living it. Mm. So they ended up doing all the same stuff that they were doing because it looked like fun. It looked like all this and that. And now they're not living right at all. Um, and and that's just one case in particular that I'm thinking of. But there's there's tons of stories like that mm. where we see somebody, oh, they go to church. I can hang out with them. Mm. Um, that's true. But but the Bible says we know people by their fruit. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? So a lot of times we, we don't really examine the fruit. We just see... You know, where they're at. Yeah, it looks good on the outside. They're going to church. They have a good family. You know, it's true. I remember growing up, right? And when when it was someone from the church, and if I needed, like if there was a couple youth from the church, and then I asked my mom, is it okay? And my, my dad, if I stayed a night, you know, as a young man with the guys mm. at so-and-so's house. Man, if it was from the church, there was no question. My mom would say, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Go hang out, go play Nintendo, whatever it is that you guys do, and Atari, and, <laughs> and date myself, pin the pinball, beep, beep, I won. Nah, and, and and go hang out with them. That's fine. If it was someone from school, my mom was like, no, I don't know the parents, I don't know who they are, and that's fine. I get it. But there was times when I would hang out with people from the church. And we were going to church, but there was no change in us. Mm-hmm. So we would go and and cause a ruckus. But our parents were really involved in church, but we didn't have that change. We didn't have that relationship. Uh, we didn't have fruit. Yeah. But because they were going to church, my mom automatically said, it's okay. Because the parents were good parents. They were great parents. For but sure. we, the boys, we weren't that good. Yeah. But we knew how to say amen and hallelujah because we grew up in church. Yeah. And but behind closed doors, when we got together, you know, we did our own thing. And and it's so it's interesting that we do have to freely pray and find listen, I wanna be in community, I wanna be mentored or I wanna have someone keep me accountable, but what's their fruit? Yeah. Like like I'm I'm not gonna ask someone uh, about advice about marriage if they're, you know, uh, with different women all the time yeah. like hey bro don't even trip man when she gets upset at you bro just call me bro and i, I know people man like okay <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna ask you for advice right i'm gonna ask someone else that doesn't have a perfect marriage but i see the fruit mm-hmm. and say man i would like that yeah like w- what are you doing you know what are you and your wife doing help me help my wife and i you know and um it's very important to check fruit you know one thing that I forget who would say this. I don't know if it was Pastor Sergio or someone, but the fruit don't lie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. Right? If you see a, a tree and there's oranges, then that is a absolute orange tree. But if someone says, no, 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 I bought it at Costco. It says apple seeds, but there's no apple. Now, see, it's wrong. Something's wrong here. No, no, no. That is an orange tree because there's oranges. No, I have the receipt right here. It says apple. Well, the receipt's wrong because the fruit don't lie. Yeah. You know, and it's not about being perfect, but being fruitful kind of shows that you're growing. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, 
I, th- I think for a lot of people too, the excuse is, oh, see, they're not perfect. No one's perfect. Yeah. Right? We know that. No, oh, see, man, they all, they used to struggle or they're struggling right now. But how do you know that God can't use you and that person to sharpen each other? Yeah. You know, like iron sharpens iron, right? And then exactly. let's help each other. He'll pick you up and you'll pick him up. And, um, you know, um, like like right now for me, it's um, <clears throat> it's important that, that, you know, now that, you know, I have, uh, I'm in different seasons in my life where I'm really around people that are married, mm-hmm. right? There's people that I know that I talk to that are in ministry, and they're doing great in ministry. And, and I like that, and I've learned a lot from them. But right now, I'm in a season where I'm surrounding myself, so is my wife, around couples that have done this longer than us, right? Uh, couples that have been married for some time and we're like yo man can we have dinner with you we'll cook Mm -hmm. dinner for you Uh, and we're walking with them and we're like listen man you guys have been married for 20 years i mean how'd you get there right um what do you do when you go on dates like what are you talking about on the dinner table and then we look at their kids Mm -hmm. and their kids are not perfect but they're all the kids love the lord and they're going to college and you know and we're like what did you do yeah for all six of your kids to want to be in church, to go to school, and, and to get married. And, and I mean, your kids are doing the right thing. What did you do? So, you know, everybody has different answers, but it's great to see people that, man, if they can do it, all right, then that means we can do it. Yeah. You know, and, and when I was younger, I've always wanted to be around ministers, and I still do, to have <laughs> these great ministries. And I'm like, yo, man, how'd you get there? And that's great, but now we're surrounding ourselves with married couples that that kind of are giving us advice. We have a couple of married couples that have been married for like close to what forty, almost forty five years. Yeah, they're like our spiritual grandparents. Yeah, or even Caleb calls them grandpa <laughs> and grandma, and 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 we're around them a lot, and and they're just sharing stories, and it's it's so encouraging to be around that, and and we welcome. I tell the. Uh, Yeah, we just had Jesus come in here and we're like, hey, Jesus, you need some coffee or something? And he was like, nah. So so, so being about, around married couples right now is what we're, we're doing a lot and um, and asking for advice and, 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 and allowing those, you know, especially for me, I tell the men, hey, man, if there's something that you see me do, like when we're having dinner, yeah, you know, um, if I said something rude to my wife or, or something, tell me, like, maybe I don't see it. Yeah. You know, but but they do. Um, so that's what we're doing right now. Um, but I tell you this: there have been people, and there are people in my life that that I'm still in contact with. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So <clears throat> so yeah. So right now, the, the married couples are it's what's helping us, and um, and and allowing them to speak into us. Um, you know, one thing too that that um, you know. When I got the position to be a Protestant chaplain in the prison, I right away, uh, you know, asked around if anybody knew any chaplains because I didn't know any. Yeah. Um, what is it that you do? You know, what's the difference between the church ministry and prison ministry? There's a huge difference, right? Um, and I got to meet a few people. And, and what's cool is that the the people that have been volunteering at my prison, uh, one of the guys. He's the chaplain for the Golden State Warriors and the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, uh, Chaplain Earl Smith. I haven't had a chance to meet him, but we've talked on the phone. We've been emailing. You know, he's a godfather. Uh, of of uh, he was a, a chaplain in San Quentin, wow. and de- they call him the Death Row Chaplain. This oh, is wow. back in the day. So I'm like, yo, man, um, can you give me some wisdom here? Yeah, you know. So just being teachable and vulnerable to say, yo, man, uh, give me, give me stuff that I can learn from, and um, and and I. I think, you know, to the day I die, you know, um, I want to keep learning. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to be someone that says, yo, I know what you're talking about. I got it. No. Give me some advice. Yeah. Give me some help. It's huge like what you're talking about. Um, I talked about uh, on a podcast I just did uh, with with one of my old pastors, Pastor Mason. Uh, but we grow from each other. Yeah. And that's huge. That's 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 one of the ways that God built community for us is to really grow and learn and glean from each other um and you won't do that if you're not connecting with the right people yeah it's important you know and i'm not gonna lie you know for me you know i feel like i'm getting better but all my life i think especially when i started ministry connecting or staying connected was a uh was very was a challenge for me even though i'm very I'm I'm very fun to be around with. I think I'm a funny guy. I, I love to hang out with people. I love people. I get my energy from people. But staying connected and being vulnerable. Teach. Right? And having an intimate conversation with someone that's that I'm opening up and saying, "Listen, this is my struggle." Right? Yeah, I'm a pastor. Yeah, I'm a chaplain. Yeah, man, I you know, I I travel the universe. I've been to the moon and back. Now nah, I'm just playing, but but this this is this is me, man. This is my re- this is real me, and uh, you know there's a lot to that. But I'm wondering, man, what? Why is this so hard for me? And and I know for me, you know, my relationship with my father. I love my dad. I'm I'm so blessed to have him in my life. But I really believe my lack of relationship with my pops, even though he's he you know he's in my life, and I know he loves my my son and I know he loves me and my wife and my sisters and my brother, everybody. But I think for me, the lack of connection that I had with him, it really has affected, um, you know, number one, growing up, my connection with my heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And, and and when I didn't really have a connection with my heavenly father, of course, then that's going to be hard for me to have a connection with people. Yeah. You know, so for me, at first, I remember when I would, when I was in the ministry, um, as a young man, I would tell myself, "I need to pray every day, right? I better pray every day, or or maybe God is not going to give me a word to preach on a Wednesday night to the servants of the King back in the day in our old church." So religiously, but also because I loved the Lord, but there was a little bit of religious religion in there, where I would seek God. It'll be late at night. I'm done doing my homework for college and. Bible college, and I'm getting ready to go to work the next day. But I'm like, yo, it's 11, but I got to get in prayer. And and I think a little bit of it was religious, but most of it was because, man, I was so in love with God. Yeah. And I was like, God, I love you. And, and going to Bible college and being around mentors, they would tell me, man, when you seek God, don't seek a word. Just seek him. Mm-hmm. Right? It's your devotions and your studies during the week that God will give you a word. But just seek him. Listen to him. And I believe when I started to get this revelation of my Heavenly Father and I was getting connected with Him, 
even though unfortunately my relationship with my earthly father wasn't as tight, but with him, with my heavenly father, it felt really tight. Yeah. That I felt a little bit more encouraged to be vulnerable around other people. Mm. Even though as a young man, I was elevated. And I think for me, being so young and having the church elevate me and, and or God or whatever you may say, whatever, but I was a leader at a very, very young age. Yeah. And I think, I really believe I wasn't developed. For sure. I learned as I led. <laughs> and, and, and that works for some, but for me, I was like, listen, I'm helping people. I can't be vulnerable around them. That was my false mentality. So I need to pray for them because they they need prayer. But who's going to pray for me? Yeah. And, and I've learned the hard way that, you know what, I got to do my part and seek. Because there are people that are like, yo, man, I'm just a phone call away. Yeah. And nowadays we have cell phones. I'm just a text away. <laughs> and, 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 and I've been working on that. I've been getting better on that. And thank God that I have friends that I've known for years that love me, even though, you know, unfortunately, they're the ones that connect with me more. Yeah. They'll text me, how you doing, man? And I'm like, I'll give him a whole life. But I'm like, I should have been the one texting first. And a lot of you know, friends that I grew up with are in different states right mm-hmm. now. And yeah, that's an excuse. Oh, they live far away. But it's easy. Yeah. You can still connect. And, and so I think in order to be successful in anything, whether it's ministry or whether it's in your business, whether it's in your life, you need to be connected, number one, to the source, which is God. Absolutely. But you got to connect with the right people. Yeah. You know, that's the team that's going to help you. You know, I, I forget. I heard this. Uh, you know, my mom would always tell me, tell me who you hang with and I'll tell you who you are. Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny. That's um, how I opened up uh, a couple of my podcasts uh, because uh, Hermano Mar- Ramirez was my Sunday school teacher from like, I don't know middle school or right, so right um and every single week he would tell me dime con quien andas y te digo quien eres, which uh-huh. means exactly what you said right. tell me who you're with and i'll tell you who you are mm-hmm. um so that's where a lot of uh inspiration for this even even came from yeah i remember when my mom would drop me off at school you know i'm wearing my khaki dickies they're all <laughs> creased up my ben white Davis. converse my <laughs> My white Ben Davis shirt, or maybe just a white T-shirt that was creased on the sides and my arms, and on the in the middle. And she's like, "You look just like those guys that are waiting for you." And I'm like, "What guys?" And they were my friends. I don't look like them. I'm, I'm original. She's like, "No, you're not. You have the same shoes, the same khaki dickies, the same shirt. You know, you talk like them. Like, man, are you going to be a leader? Or are you going to be a follower?" Like, are you going to let them influence you or are you going to influence them? Yeah. You know, what's the deal with you? And and I started thinking about that. I was like, man, I'm really a follower. You know, jump. Okay. Like, come on, <laughs> man. Like, you know, we're called the lead and, and everyone's here called the lead. And it's very important to understand, man. And I've been learning this. I'm getting older. I'm not that old, but I'm getting older. <laughs> that life is really short. Yeah. And so we don't have time to... You know, now that I'm older, I get it. But when I was younger, I was so filled with like, yo, man, I need to fit in. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of teenagers deal with that. I need to, 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 it's, it's weird to be different. Yeah. And some kids are just different. They don't care. And I, that's tight. 
now that I'm older, I'm like, man, I don't got time to try to be like so-and-so. You know, God's called me to be me, and I need to do what God's called me to do. Uh, and, and not worry about the whatever, the, the, the people, the rumors or the this and that. I need to live my life the way God wants me to live it. And I need to have people around me to help me. Yeah, and I think that's so huge is because people a lot of times get the first part of that and don't get that second part where they're like, yeah, I need to do what God's calling me to do. I need to do me and do me and and all I got to do is worry about me and I will get myself there. And, And so many people, even in the body, yeah, like have this mentality of, I can do what God's calling me to do on my own, mm-hmm. and and you can't. You can't. You can't. I think. I think. Uh, I know. Growing up, it, it was like that. You know, it was rare that you saw people teaming up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember. You know, it, it kind of was discouraged on me because when I was younger, you know, our youth group. When I started, our youth group was, I man, God was doing big things in the youth group, and my whole thing was like. Why can't we go to a different church with our youth group and just hang out with another church? Yeah. And many times, you know, those above me, if you will, would discourage that and say, no, because if you go to this nice church, the youth are going to stay in that nice church and they're not going to want to come back to our church. We don't have the lights like they do. We don't have the projector like they do. We don't have a sound system like they do, you know? And I'm like, wow, that if they stay great, there's so many youth in our neighborhood that need Jesus anyways. Yeah. But none of them would stay when we go to these conferences. So my thing was like, yo, I'm trying to connect with other youth pastors, especially from different denominations. Yeah. No, no, no. Do not connect with that denomination because so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm like, yo, man, how can we you know, cut this divide of different denominations? And I think a lot of the times is our leaders that were above us, they came from like the old school. Yeah, and that's something I, I talked about, I think, uh, in my interview with uh, uh, David West, a.k.a. Jabez. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny because was, it was like a lot of times it would be little tiny things in theology yeah. That would make, you know, the other people blasphemous. <clears throat> you know, I was joking around. I was saying, you know, they preach fire and brimstone and we preach brimstone and fire. <laughs> okay. So. Right. You can't go there. You, you know, now now that I'm working at the prison, you know, there's one chapel. Right. And I'm the, the they call it the Protestant chaplain, which means I'm the pastor for the Lutherans, the Calvinists, the Baptists, the Pentecostals. I mean, you name it, and everybody in between. Mm-hmm. So I'm their pastor. So some people are used to the way I preach because that's where they grew up, mm-hmm. and some hate it. <laughs> some people want the hymnals only, and some want the hill song and the Jesus culture. So I'm like, listen, guys, I get it. You're stuck with me. None of you guys chose to come to you know, the chapel church. You know, you are in this prison, and if you don't want to come to service, then you got to stay home. Like in the streets, you can go to a whatever Baptist church, whatever mm-hmm. Pentecostal church, uh, whatever Lutheran church. You have a choice. But in prison, we're all together. So I've had many conversations with inmates that are really, really into the word. And they've challenged me a lot, <clears throat> which is great. And they question almost every time when I preach about something. 
you know, because of not the word, but because of tradition. Mm. And a lot of them are learning, just like they're learning to live in the yard with different inmates that don't look like them, that are from a different neighborhood, <clears throat> that are there for a certain kind of case. And like in the church, in the chapel, in the prison, it's the same thing. Like you have to learn to live with each other. Even though some believe Jesus is coming back before, some believe he's coming in the middle, some believe he's coming after. But I tell some believe people, he's here. <laughs> and some believe that he that some believe that we are in heaven. <laughs> yeah. So I tell the people, man, whether he's coming before, during, after, as long as he's coming, yeah. I ain't tripping. Right? So so that's one thing that we have to understand is that we need to be, you know, in unison because at the end of the day, these small things that kind of divide denominations and I'm not, I'm not dogging denominations at all but I'm saying the main thing the main thing has to be the main thing and it's Christ yeah Jesus yeah Christ is being preached he, he he died for us and he resurrected right and he's coming back you know and whether some people over emphasize the Holy Spirit which I don't believe there's a, a such thing some people believe that or they don't even talk about the Holy Spirit or they talk about more of the Old Testament or New Testament, yada, yada, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, you got to keep the main thing the main thing. Um, you know, recently I've had a, some issues in the, in the prison because my wife, she's gone a few times with me. And she also has, you know, she can preach, she can teach. You know, she, she, you know she's called of God as well. Yeah. And other women have gone with other ministries and, you know, I, I get it from people. They, they call me or they write me and they say, I want to have a meeting with you, Pastor, the chaplain. And they meet with me and I uh, say, what's going on? They're like, I don't agree that a woman was here preaching. <laughs> Some people are just so old school like that. Yeah. They're stuck in their ways and they show me their scriptures. So I tell them, listen, we can agree to disagree, right? But at the end of the day, what is bringing us together? Yeah. Right? It's Christ. Yeah. You know, so going back to community. Like we can disagree and agree and, and, and maybe it hasn't been preached, it hasn't been taught, or maybe it hasn't been pushed to 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 go and, and mingle with different denominations, with different pastors. Um, at the end of it all, I mean, at the center of it all has to be Christ. And and just real quick too, I'm just thinking about this. I'm just going off the flow here. Um, since I started working at the prison, you know, speaking of communities, speaking of friendships and it's gonna probably blow people away. I, when I first got there, the imam, which is the Muslim chaplain, because mm-hmm. there's a Muslim chaplain, there's a Catholic chaplain, there's a uh, Protestant chaplain, which is me, and there's a Native American, and there's a rabbi. Oh. So there's all the five major uh, religions in in California, especially. And and out of all the chaplains there, the one that has helped me the most, the one that I go out to eat the most, the one that texts me. And I text back, the one that I text has been the Muslim chaplain. Uh-huh. Now, we never discuss religion. Uh, we just show each other the fruit. He's a smart guy, and um, and we hang out. And, and I, I believe my fruit, right, what he's seeing from me, my work ethic, what the mm-hmm. inmates are telling him about me, not that I'm doing it for him, but I believe he's going to see, like, yo, man, this guy's different. Yeah. What is it about this guy? And, and and my thing is not to change his religion, not to change his faith. That's not my goal. My goal is to be his friend as much as we can be. And just to show people, listen, even though I believe in Jesus and he believes in Allah or he has his customs, at the end of it all, man, 
what's what am I showing him? Am I showing him religion, or am I showing him Jesus? Yeah, you know, and and we I've hung out, man. We've hung out in his, we've gone to his um where he he buys meat. You know, Muslims it's just a Muslim area, mm-hmm. and I've got a chance to go in deep with him and eat at this restaurant. It doesn't uh. even look like a restaurant. I thought it was a mob. <laughs> I was like, whoa, am I gonna come back alive? I tell my wife, I love you. If I was mean to you, so I'm in there with all these guys, and and they told me. If you want to pray for your food, go ahead. And I did. Yeah. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I didn't do all that. <laughs> but I did pray and I blessed the food. And just to be in a relationship. And, and and even that right there. I'm like, wow. The inmates, they flip. Mm-hmm. How can you be friends with him? I'm like, we're called to love, man. Right? Yeah. We're called to love all. And And even in the prison system, even though there's not other believers that are probably helping me as much but there's even god brings an imam to kind of encourage me hmm. as i'm new in this in this uh in this ministry so so god's a, he's funny and he, he makes things work together for the good for those that love him yeah that's just it for those that love him and we love him yeah. you know um you know again i'm thinking about that app i mean that 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 page that we follow church laughs mm-hmm. and i'm thinking of all the funny stuff that they put on there and, and, and if it and i really am grateful that i grew up in the church because there's a lot of stuff that i saw now as an adult that were very weird <laughs> right but it was that weird stuff that kind of developed me into the man i am today yeah you know now oh forget about it I'll be on the news and stuff, but <laughs> but I'm just like, man, that kind of motivated me just a little bit and it pushed me forward and molded me into the man that I am today yeah. spiritually, you know, and, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for <laughs> so many stuff that we've experienced and the stories that we, we come around when we meet the fellas that grew up in church with us. And all we do is talk about hermano so-and-so, right? <laughs> hermana. Remember when hermana, remember when hermano wore that and... And Hermana did this. And remember when you fell down and scraped remember your banana tube? <laughs> That's right. So there's there's so much, man. So, uh, you know, this life we live in, you know, we were never called to live a life to be alone. Yeah. Even God was like, yo, there's something wrong with Adam. Right? It was a perfect creation. Everything was so perfect. Him and Adam had a relationship. He walked with Adam. Yeah. And he said, but there's something wrong here. Adam's alone. He needs a helper. Yeah. And then he put Adam to sleep. And ever since that, that was the last time that a man got to sleep well. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> when he woke up, I'm just playing, y'all. When he woke up, you know, there was Eve. And, and so even that shows that, man, Jesus, he could have done it all by himself, right? For sure. Y'all, I'm God. This is me. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ, right? That's me. That's who I am. But he said, I, I'm choosing these 12 because, man, I, I need community. And we need community. We need each other. So community is very important um, in order to succeed. And, and, and for people that are trying to do it on their own, they can only go so far. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, it's the same on the outside and same in the prison. Hey, man, I want to invite you to the chapel which is our church, right? Now, I can have church in my cell. I'll put on the TV and a minister can preach to me. That's true, but you also need to be around people. Yeah. 
to encourage you. I remember a long time ago, somebody gave this illustration about like a, a chimney or a fire, a campfire. You can say campfire. Like you put a little bit of wood and yeah, it's, 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 it's being lit up and the fire is great. But you put more wood and more wood, that fire begins to burst into flame. And you're like, man, that's that's amazing because the more you have around you, the more people see. The, yeah. the, the fire just begins to burn, burn burn inside of you so it's it's important but it's not easy like for I said, sure finding the right people choosing you know people with fruit um, even the people that are so-called believers unfortunately you know uh, don't have the fruit so just because someone has the label Christian you have to really say yeah He's cool, man. I love him. I got love for him. We'll go out to eat. But who can I be around with that can help me or that I can help? Yeah. That has the fruit. Um, do I have fruit? Yeah. You know, that's... An, so, um, so yeah. So, there's a lot. Um, I, I just, it's just, I've just been thinking of so much being here in the podcast because a lot of memories are starting to pop up in my brain. Yeah. Of, of, of what ifs. Yeah, and there's there's so much to unpack with this topic. That's why that's why uh, I love um, talking about this, talking about fellowship, community, yeah. um, because really there's so much to unpack about yeah. being a part of the kingdom. That's it. Um, and there's so many different areas. There's so many different scenarios that everyone's walked through and lived through or yeah. seen or been a part of. There's so many different perspectives of um, where there should be more emphasis uh, as far as, you know, how to connect with people and who to connect with and whatnot, uh, that it's an awesome, uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to share, do this podcast, because there is so much to Kingdom Community. You know, it's, you know, it's like I look at my wife, right, and I don't know if I'm, if it's a guy thing. But my wife, she just connects with a lot of people. Like she's like, I'll be back. I'm like, where are you going? She's like, I'm gonna go have coffee with so and so. I'm like, that's easy. That's fast. Um, hey, I'm gonna be home a little late. You know, just pick up Caleb and I'm gonna go connect with someone. And I'm like, that's so easy for her. And I'm like, for many of the fellas, for some reason, connecting like that, we we tend to put our, you know, our our, our arms length and say ah, and I think for many of us, being vulnerable, yeah, it's hard yeah. in general. I mean, I ain't trying to uh, tell people my business, or I ain't trying to cry in front of him. I handle mine. Yeah, it's it's all <laughs> me, man. But if you need me, I'm right here, homie. Like, okay, but you also need someone too. Yeah, right. Yeah, we have Jesus, and he's he's all to us. He's everything. But that's why God puts people in our lives, and um. It's it's important to understand that that you know, and I've noticed this for my life, and this, and you probably noticed this too, Chris. Um, I really believe that there's times in your life when, when, and you're not saying this to be boastful, but you, because of your relationship with the Lord, and because of decisions that you're making, because of the people that you're surrounding yourself around, your life that you outgrow certain people, yeah. and, and and you still have love for them. For sure. And you still want to help them and you still want to be a friend to them. Have a barbecue, go watch the game, watch the fights, do something and hang out. But but to have a, a deep um, um, accountability, uh, 
a deep brotherhood with and God brings people in your life and sometimes he brings them in different seasons. You know, like okay, this guy was in your life for this season and 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 you guys were good for sure. And there'll still be a connection because that he's part of your heart, part of your life forever. But but you're moving up and he's staying the same unfortunately or yeah. he's he's not growing. So God's going to put other people to surround you and so that you can help and and then a different season comes along and and maybe there's other people that can help you and and I know, I know for me in the different seasons of my life as a single married young minister uh, a seasoned minister if you will there's been people that have played an instrument uh, a, a very important role there were instruments in my life a very important role uh, of molding me into maybe a husband a christian a christian husband a a spiritual husband, a a young youth pastor, then a pastor, then a chaplain, uh, uh, people that have, you know, helped us to, you know, okay, now that you're a father, God's put people in my life and I've run after people. Come in, how are you doing it? Mm -hmm. And and they've helped, like, listen, this is what I do. And they're probably not even pastors. Yeah. They're just great fathers. And I'm like, man, that's tight. Like, how how do you do all this? And of course, God's the center of it all. But the advice that they give me, and and just just even people that are younger, that you're like, yo, man, when I was your age, I wasn't <laughs> there. Like you, Chris, I, I didn't do this stuff, podcasting, and and I'm like, okay, that's because you still had dial up, bro. <laughs> that's that's right. We had the AOL dial up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you know, so I look at you. And I'm like, man, Chris, you're doing stuff that at your at your age I didn't do or even think of. Of course, dial up was popular, <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to always be older people. But man, I see what God's doing now with, with a lot of these young youth pastors and these young yeah. leaders, and how man, wow, like how God's moving. And social media is a big thing now, and it's like I remember towards the end of our youth ministry. MySpace was getting popular. <laughs> so my sister, Jessica, she she started a MySpace page for our youth group. I was like, you handle that. That's for young people. And I wasn't even that <laughs> old. But so so now with, with all this, so every, things are evolving. Things are changing. And, um, and but yeah, community is important. And I think for many of us, we start to complain and say, man, I ain't got nobody. But because we're not reaching out. Yeah. yeah. And the excuse is for me, oh, no, they're busy. Yeah, everybody says that. Well, something I shared um, on a couple episodes that that I really, I think, through doing this, I've realized that a lot of times church folk or just folk in general, <laughs> we look for more outs than we look for ins. Yeah, we look for more reasons of why I can't connect with people versus why I can't or why I should, and mm-hmm. it makes it just makes a huge impact. Um, but man, Cheeto. Thank you for your time. Yeah, uh, for sure. This has been awesome. It's been blast. Yeah, man. We can go on for days. Yeah, we could. Uh, we could go on for days. I got my but, sleeping uh, bag in the car and my pillow. My wife <laughs> is There's a space cool. heater in here. Yeah, got the heater in here. We're good. do this all night. But uh, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your time. And um, uh, if folks want to follow you, get some nuggets from you, or just see how uh, beautiful your family is, they can follow you on uh, Instagram. Yeah, and, uh, uh, on Instagram. Uh, I'm more on Instagram than, than Facebook. Instagram, uh, I'm at uh, Pastor Cheeto, C-H-I-T-O. That's my Instagram, Pastor Cheeto. And my Twitter is um, 
uh, Pastor underscore Cheeto. Yeah. Somebody took my my name, man. Because the Cheeto guy decided he got he got ordained. He didn't know yeah. that the, the little cat from so the Cheeto commercials. Like, on, he got man. ordained, so he took that first. So yeah, and then Facebook is just Cheeto. But um, I got to get back on Facebook, man, because a lot of my family from out of the country. It's good to connect with them through yeah. Facebook or or how do you say uh, El Face? El Face. Uh, yeah. So, hey, man. I'm, thank you for letting me come and and um, man, you get me on the mic and I'm trouble. You know, so I had a good time talking, and, and hopefully, you know, this, this can help. Uh, whatever, either what, what, what we discussed or what others have discussed in the podcast, and that more guys, more people start coming, and, and who knows where this is going to take, where it's going to go. Um, so I appreciate you doing this too and inviting me here. Well, nice, man. Good fun. Yep. Hey, thanks again for listening. Thank you for your support. I hope you've been blessed by it. I've been having a whole lot of fun with everyone that I've interviewed, and I hope that you've been blessed by it as much as I have. I have? I have. Anyway, in two weeks, I got Pastor Andrew Mason. That's a lot of fun. We had a great time, and I know you're going to be blessed by that one. If you had not had a chance to go back and listen to the old ones, take some time this week. Check them out. I know you're going to love them. Bye.